0: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Thanks for joining Dr. Michael Yusuf for a new Leading the Way.
1: Is my giving of myself, of my time, of my resources, of my intellect done willingly, joyfully, and sacrificially, or begrudgingly, regretfully, minisculely. You see, it is the attitude that God is watching, and He's the only one who does, because He's the only one who will reward you. Nobody can reward you. He's the only one who will.
0: Dr. Michael Yusuf is a pastor and author of more than 40 books, and he's standing by to bring a powerful message today on Leading the Way. When someone is thought of as generous, money often comes to mind. But the fact is, generous living includes financial as well as time, talents, and making a lasting impact in the lives of others. Today on Leading the Way, Dr. Yusuf points to the life of a poor widow, giving generously out of her poverty, and called out as a great example of generous living for generations to come. Listen as Dr. Yusuf begins today's teaching.
1: The question that Jesus answered when he was asked, what is the greatest commandments of all? He did not give them something they did not know. He dug deep into the Old Testament and was known as the Shema. With the word Shema means here. And it begins by saying, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself. This is really the focus. Now, if you ask yourself the question, where money is mentioned here in the answer that Jesus gave to the questioner? I love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Where does money, where does money come in here? Nowhere, right? It's never mentioned in the answer that Jesus gives. Nowhere. Because you've got to understand that living generously is not primarily about money. <laughs> the first and foremost, it is about the heart. That's what generous living is all about. In fact, this is precisely what God is after, our hearts. In fact, he says to Jeremiah, my son, give me your heart. That's what God wants. I know the natural things for us to ask sometimes when we're doing things, you know, what's in it for me? What can I, how can I benefit? And I hear some of these celebrities when they talk about charity and charitable work, they say, oh, it makes me feel good. The question we should be asking is this. How does God want to use me? Which direction is God leading me? When God says, I love you, Jesus left everything, gave up everything to prove that he loves you. So the question is, do we offer God our best of everything or the leftovers? That is really the question. How do you love God? How much do you love God? Now, please turn with me to Luke chapter 21, verses 1 to 4. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow putting in two very small copper coins. Now that's an interpretation, not a translation. I'm going to explain that in a minute. And Jesus continues, "'I tell you the truth,' he said, "'this poor widow has put in more than all of the others.'" All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth. But she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Now, this was Passover time. It is a busy time. The city of Jerusalem is wall to wall with people. I mean, they are shoulder to shoulder. It was a ruckus, to say the least, during Passover time in Jerusalem. The wealthy and the poor from all over the world came for a pilgrimage in Jerusalem. Now, the wealthy and the poor throughout the country of Israel, they came to Jerusalem. And there at the treasury in the temple, they placed 13 brass chests called trumpets. Now, there's a reason why they called them trumpets. is because they were shaped like an inverted horn or trumpet, narrow at the top, but enlarged at the bottom. And this is how people would come and they put their offerings in it. And because it's made with brass, (laughs) they were designed that way, so these silver coins or the denarii and the shekels, as they pour in, they make a ruckus. And everybody gets impressed of how much of this kind of noise, to get the maximum noise out of their giving. Remember this. Neither the widow nor the rich people knew that Jesus was watching them. But, beloved, I want to tell you, we are too watched by Jesus. He is watching every move, every conscious moment. And many times I have defined integrity is doing the right thing when nobody is watching you. And that is exactly what was happening here. You see, in our least conscious moments, we are being watched by Jesus. As Hannah prayed in 1 Samuel, chapter 2, verse 3, she said, The Lord is weighing our actions. The psalmist in 139, says, You perceive my thoughts from afar. Before we think our thoughts, He knows them. So please, 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 before I go any further, don't fall in the trap of thinking that Jesus was disparaging of the big givers. He's not. He's not anywhere in the text. He's not disparaging them at all. No doubt many of them were faithful and sincere and have noble motives. But you can imagine the hush in the crowd when one of those celebrities coming in with a bag of silver, probably some, one of their servants carrying it for them, and they come in and, and you're, and the noise it makes in the whole temple. <laughs> <laughs> and these kind of rich givers probably look at their business partners and, and all the others around and said, top that, buddy. <laughs> but Jesus saw something at that moment that made his heart leap for joy. Remember, nobody else saw, nobody else did. He is the only one. You see, she had deep, deep, deep love for God. This woman's beauty of soul led her to offer the smallest coin in the realm. These coins were called lepta. This lepta was one four hundredths of a shekel. In today's money, we're probably around one-eighth of a cent. The lepta represented no value whatsoever. And no wonder... She was approaching these trumpets so quietly, so timidly, stealthily, almost, head bowed, hoping nobody will see her. Oh, but she knew that God is watching her. That's all that mattered. She did not know Jesus was watching too. So she only sought to please the Lord, she only sought to express her love for the Lord. She only sought to express her gratitude to the Lord. She only wanted to give God her everything. Her only motive in such giving was her love for God. In fact, it was she, more than all of the religious establishment, who really lived up the Shama, loving God with your all, and neighbor as yourself. Probably, as these two coins were dropped into the trumpet. Nobody heard anything. Nobody noticed anything. Oh, but Jesus did. Here's a reality. Listen carefully. Here's a reality. It's a, it's a fact. The temple was no richer by her coins, but she was immeasurably poorer because she gave everything. But what she was saying was this Lord, I love you. Here's my heart. Here's my life. It is not much. But it's all I have. Now, beloved, living generously is saying to God, God, you gave me everything. And not a lot of Christians say that. (laughs) But think about this with me. You gave me everything. It all belongs to you. Use it. Use all of me as you see fit. I want you to look at verses 3 and 4. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. For the others all gave out of their wealth, but she gave everything. As if Jesus was holding one of those old-fashioned scales, you know what I'm talking about? You can hold them up there, and you put the weights and the pound here, and you put the goods there. It's like holding those guys, and he's putting all of the giving, but all the others on the one side, all the thousands and thousands of shekels on one side, and her two worthless coins on the other, and hands down, her coins tip the scale. For her incredible act of love, and for her incredible act of love for God and for others, Jesus lifts her up for all generations to be both blessed and challenged by her. Now, as I looked at this passage afresh, and I said, Lord, what do you teach me so that I can share with your people? And the Lord taught me five things that I pray the Holy Spirit will teach every one of us from this widow. First, hard giving is what matters to God. Secondly, heart giving is always sacrificial giving. Thirdly, heart giving accomplishes much, much more than we can even imagine. Fourthly, heart giving has its own reward. And five, heart giving is a great equalizer. Let's look at these very quickly, those five lessons that this widow teaches us. Heart giving is what matters to God. It is vitally important to God. Let me illustrate this. I write a check to the IRS. We call it the Internal Revenue Service. The tax man when he gets my check, he could not care less about my attitude. <laughs> he really doesn't. <laughs> the tax man does not care whether I give that check begrudgingly or lovingly. He doesn't care whether I write this check lovingly or joyfully or sadly. He doesn't care. All the tax man cares about is the bottom line. Just pay up, buddy. <laughs> oh, not so with God. Why? Because While the world sees quantity, God sees quality. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13. It's a very familiar passage, always read in weddings. He said, if I give all my possessions to the poor and surrender my body to be burned, that is, I'm going to die a martyr's death, but have not love... I care nothing. You see, heart giving is what matters to God. And that's really who matters in the end, right? That's the only one who matters. Secondly, heart giving is always sacrificial. It's always sacrificial. Giving that pleases God costs us something. Giving to God must always be asking this question. What have I given up in my giving? What have I gone without in my giving? What do I love to hold on to, hang on to the most, but give it away anyway? What discomfort did my giving cause me? What did I give? that I could not spare? That's hard giving. Always ask the question. You see, when you give God the crumbs of your time and your energy and your possessions and resources and everything else, or you give the unwanted or the cheap or the thing you don't want, that really says to God, God, (laughs) you don't really occupy the top priority with me. Listen to what C.S. Lewis said on the subject. C.S. Lewis said, if our expenditure on comforts, luxuries, amusements, etc., is up to the standard common among those with the same income as our own, we are probably (laughs) giving away too little. Trust this man to put it in such brilliant English. Heart-giving is all that matters to God. Heart-giving is always sacrificial. Heart-giving accomplishes much. What do I mean by this? See, those two coins probably combine maybe quarter of a cent. Think about it. A quarter of a penny. Given completely from the widow's heart. It can only come from her heart. <laughs> but they have provided... More for the kingdom of God in the last 2,000 years than the loads of shekels that were offered on that Passover day. How? You see, down through the ages, those two little coins have been multiplied into billions and billions and billions of times for God's work. Through the years, millions of people have been challenged by this humble widow. Millions of people gave and blessed the work of God in ways that would not have happened any other way, in ways that we cannot even comprehend until we get to heaven. I think of the millions who have been liberated to give of themselves because of this widow, the many who like her, gave their all for the work of God, is so unfathomable on this side of heaven. Our Lord did what He could do best. He converted those two small coins into millions of souls saved, into millions of people fed, into many, many, many were comforted and healed, and millions others were encouraged. That kind of Return on investment can only be explained from the heavenly realm. Why? Because whenever there is love for God and neighbor in our giving, there are untold, untold, because you can't really understand it in earthly language, spiritual powers in that gift. Someone said, a large gift is a gift of any amount into which the element of sacrifice is entered. I say amen to that. You see, God is looking for sacrificial givers. Heart giving is what matters. Heart giving is always sacrificial. Heart giving can accomplish much. Fourthly, heart giving has its own reward please look at this gospel account. I see no evidence that this widow herself ever knew that Jesus was watching her. I see no evidence that she prospered and got a mansion and a Rolls Royce. I see no evidence of that. But listen, 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 before you rush (laughs) into judgment. I know, and you know, that God will not God will not, say that with me, God will not forget or neglect to reward her eternally. Amen. He may have rewarded her earthly as well. I don't know that. It's just not mentioned in the text. He may have rewarded her earthly. I just know that according to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 to 14, it says that in the last day, all of what we've done for Christ is going to be lit a match. And if it's done, if it's sacrificial, it's gonna be like gold. And when you burn gold, it shines brighter. But those things that will give crumbs and don't take faith seriously, it will be like hay. You light the match, and it will be nothing but ashes. Ashes. No doubt in my mind, this widow will be like a gold shining for all of eternity. (laughs) Listen. I am not minimizing all of the promises of God in the Word of God that when you give of yourself generously and sacrificially, that God will bless you and provide for you. I am not ignoring those important passages at all. Because God will always, 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 always keep His Word no matter who obeys it. But here's the clincher. Reward was not on her mind. She didn't even know there anybody watching. Heart giving is what matters to God. Heart giving is always sacrificial. Heart giving will accomplish much. Hard giving has its own reward. Finally, hard giving is a great equalizer. Listen carefully, please. There is no virtue in being poor. Did you get that? Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me. There is no virtue in being poor, just as there is no virtue in being rich. There is no virtue in having string degrees after your name or not being schooled at all. I know a lot of educated people who have not been schooled. <laughs> <laughs> there is no virtue in being famous. Anymore, there is a virtue of being unknown. Beloved, these are circumstances in life. But the question every one of us must be thinking about is this, is my giving of myself, of my time, of my resources, of my intellect, is done willingly, joyfully, and sacrificially or begrudgingly, regretfully, minisculely? You see, it is the attitude that God is watching. And He's the only one who does. Because He's the only one who will reward you. Nobody can reward you. He's the only one who will. I hear some people sometimes say, I don't want to give to this ministry, and I'm not going to give to them. If you're giving to a ministry, then you already got your reward. (laughs) But if you're giving to God, ah, watch out. Because He's the only one who can truly bless you out of your socks. If you're giving to God, Your eyes should be on God, not on people. The bottom line is this. God does not need nor want our money. He wants us. He wants us. Because God knows when he gets your heart, when he gets my heart, he got everything. When he gets our hearts, he will get more than money. And that's why Jesus said, where your treasure is, there is your heart. Not the other way around. People like to twist it. But that's not what he said. He alone is the one that matters. Because he alone is the one who's going to bless you. He alone is the one who's going to reward you. He alone is the one who's going to fulfill all of his promises
0: to you. You're listening to Leading the Way. And a message from Dr. Michael Yusuf, encouraging you to seek a life of living generously. And as you heard, it's not just about money, but about the heart. Okay, could you use a few moments, maybe at midday, to get yourself recalibrated spiritually? What I mean is to push away the pressures of the world and focus on the things that really matter in the light of eternity. That's what my devotional will do. It's a daily email from Dr. Yusuf based on a Bible verse or two with practical thoughts to make it relevant for daily life in 2021. As an encouragement to Leading the Way listeners, Dr. Yusuf is offering to send you this each day in the hopes of encouraging you in your faith journey. You can sign up for my devotional and all of the other resources available when you visit ltw.org. Once again, ltw.org. And I'm sure a ministry representative can help you too. So speak with one at 1-300-133-589. That's one three hundred one double three five eight nine. holy, holy. program is brought to you by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef Remember, if you're unable to attend your local church, join Dr. Youssef for Leading the Way live from Apostles most Sundays right around 10.30am Eastern Time Visit ltw.org for a link to the live page Mac Powell of Third Day, who you heard just there, is the artist in residence, and I'm sure you'll appreciate the worship he often facilitates through his music ltw.org